Welcome to the Great American Collectibles Show, seen Wednesdays on the Sports Collectors Daily Facebook page and the Great American Collectibles Facebook page. You can also listen to us on iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Spotify. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by the National Sports Collectors Convention and Sports Collectors Daily. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all of your hobby news, features, and more, go to sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now your hosts, Tom Zappala and Boston sports personality, John Mallory. JM, how are you, brother? What's up, buddy? I am excited today. We have good guests today. We have, we have, guests. Well, we have good guests every week. No, no, but these two guys. <laughs> these we, guys are special. Though. Yeah, I mean, Hef, Hef is a great guy, but he's a little boring. <laughs> Oh, I mean, he is. I just cost that sponsorship. I'm just telling you, Hef knows that. Hef, Hef can do one thing. He can talk wrestling. He's great as a wrestling <clears throat> fanatic. But we have Jordan Gilroy, our good friend. What's his name? Derek? Derek. <laughs> Joel, I mean, Derek Gray from oh, Heritage, wow. Heritage Auctions. Derek is... I haven't been on with Derek in a long time. Derek is... Uh, yeah, they separated us. They did. They did. <laughs> we with were good, too good. With, with good reason. You're right. We overshadow... Derek uh, is yeah, a fixture. <laughs> we we have made you a cult hero. You realize that? It's not from what I say. Yeah. It's just you guys doing yeah, it. Yeah, right. He's a cult hero. He's the David Koresh of the collectibles. I right, listen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can watch us. By the way, you ready for this? You can watch us on Facebook, YouTube, or listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. I was told not to mention anything else <laughs> unless unless you're a baby boomer and you're on death's door. You know where to look. Fair enough? Okay, fair enough? Great. I like it. All right, listen, I headline, I've got to tell you. The more you, we listen to Chrissy, the better the show right. is. I want to tell you guys a story <laughs> that is just an amazing story. That's going to be our headline. Uh, I, it happened last week. A lot of people that watched the show last week know it happened, but I didn't I, watch the show. So I know what that. happened. I got to tell you guys this. <laughs> about, Neither did most people. <laughs> two weeks ago, that hurts. Two weeks ago, Ellen and I, Enrico and Elsie, were invited to a banquet. It's, it was the Italian American Sports Hall of Fame banquet in Boston. I was a former. Uh, I was on the former. I was a former board member there. Enrico obviously is an inductee. This year. They were, in, uh, they were inducting Tom DiBenedetto, who is a minority owner of the Red Sox. He's one of the major minority owners, if you can understand what I, what I mean. Anyway, Rico and Elsie went. Ellen and I were in New York, so we couldn't go. They had a nice dinner. They had the induction ceremony. And after the ceremony, you know, people are mingling. Mingling, mingling. Yeah, that's what you do. Right. So a, a lot drinks, of people, yeah, Rico's yeah, talking to a lot right. of people, you know, people are always walking up to him. Right. Tom Benedetto walks up to Rico and says, Rico, I have something for you. Now, we're going to go back to 1967. Rich Rollins hits the pop-up. Rico catches the balls, the last out, and the Red Sox, for all intents and purposes, clinched the pennant. Right. At Fenway Park. At Fenway Park to play the St. Louis Cardinals. Bedlam on the field. Pandemonium on the field. Fans rush the field. Fans rush the They're field. They're grabbing things. Rico yeah, has the right. ball in his hand. He has the ball in his hand, and he's trying to get over to Jim Lomborg to give him the, get the ball. Can't get over there. He's reaching. He's got his, his left hand with his glove on his head, on his hat, trying to get over to Lomborg. Can't get there. So he goes to reach, and he takes his hand off of his hat, and within five seconds, this punk kid grabs the hat off of Rico's head, takes off through the crowd. Rico is bull. He is absolutely livid. Can't get to the kid, obviously. Fast forward 57 years. Tom Benedetto walks up to Rico and says, Rico, I have something for you. I was the 17-year-old kid that stole the hat off of your head. 57 years ago, a future Red Sox owner was the guy, the kid that stole the hat off of Rico's head. Now, if you look at this beautiful image, I was the first person other than Rico to wear the hat from 1967. Isn't that an amazing story that an owner, a 17-year-old kid who later became an owner, was a kid 
that stole the hat. Rico now has the hat back in his possession. Number six. That's crazy. And by the way, I he think was off. It's a great he, story. I'm more amazed you told it so eloquently. I did not think there was a chance you were going to get that right. I figured Malori or Chris, you would have to correct you. You told that great. I didn't even like. I was in awe listening to it. Yeah, it, was, it was good. That's a that's an incredible story, honestly. Rick, and he was offered five thousand dollars for the for the hat on the spot. Obviously, he, he sure. he's he's not taking it. Amazing story. So I made a phone call to uh, Duke. Castiglione. Duke, yeah. And had a nice chat with him. And uh, Channel 5, the ABC affiliate, they were all over it. They went to Rico's house with the cameras. They did a, a kind of, I think maybe on Chronicle too. They did They did a, a, a long interview. They went to Tom Benedetto's house. And I think it's going to air tonight or tomorrow oh, night cool. on Channel 5. That's so, awesome. Very cool Great story. story. Very cool story. Great story. Is, that's really cool. Jordan, do you know who Rico Petroselli is? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hold on to give it back. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's what I asked him, Jordan. You like, know something? So, I like think, Rico's been around the team for 50 years. I think it's that like, I think <laughs> I honestly think that De Benedetto was either waiting for the right moment or maybe some guilt or something. I don't know. I don't know. Great story, though. It is. All right, let's get to Jordan, and then uh, obviously uh, Derek is with us for the whole show. Your last auction was very successful, Jordan. Um, when is your next auction? I, w- I was online, and you guys, I mean, you're sec- accepting consignments, but uh, when's your next auction? It actually opens on Sunday, so the consignments are all locked out. Okay, and then, so when you're at the Boston show, you'll be accepting consignments for, do you have a December show? Uh, we have a winter auction, yeah. Dates are a TBD, but, yep. Good for you. We'll be... Uh, all right, so you know, give us two or three of the hot items uh, in this upcoming auction. Uh, my favorites are a PSA eight overall signed Babe Ruth baseball, which is it was graded maybe two or three weeks ago. So an eight overall now is, I mean, it's a beautiful ball. Uh, we also have a Terry Bradshaw photo match jersey from 1980, and we also have Warren Moon's last Oilers jersey, which is photo matched. Amongst, you know, there are dozens of photo matched items. I mean, that's my favorite, you know, type of item. Uh, type 1 photos, a little bit of everything. Very nice. Very, very nice. The Ruth Baseball, Jordan, do you know when that, like when he signed that, how old the ball is? Uh, mid-40s. Yeah. And it's in good condition. It's always amazing to me how the, the signature and, the, the you know, we're talking decades. Yeah. And no, they stay in really good condition. It's amazing. I, I've never owned a, a Ruth Ball. Have, yeah. Have you? No. God, Derek, no. have you ever owned no. a head one? You know, um, I have not, and it's one of those things. Like as a, a you know a lifelong collector, you think, okay, Ruth Ruth checks or Ruth baseballs or Ruth signatures are this price, and I can always get one at this price. Well, now you can't. Yeah. So yeah, now yeah, the Ruth point. ball, you know, I'll have one with like a re, you know, it was signed by like ten people, and nine of them were removed, and there's Ruth on the suite, you know, something like that. Good I point. mean, the prices have just gotten crazy but if you think about it i was talking to somebody the other day a collector and it's like you know they said if they had one baseball to own it would be a ruth ball i think everybody feels the same way if they were going to walk it somebody's going to walk into your house and baber's signature is just so iconic so classic to have a killer ruth ball in your collection mm. if you have one signed baseball with that. yeah i agree with that yeah all right let's uh we're going to switch put our uh, mr millennial hat on since uh uh our good friend jordan uh I have shoes older than him. Uh, all right, Jordan, we're going to throw a couple of things out. Is the modern market cooling off finally, in your opinion? Yeah, it has been for quite some time. I mean, there are always certain things that are going to be strong, that there's limited quantity from like the 90s or like logo men or something pretty rare. But overall, yeah, it's getting a little, little cold. Basketball is still hot though, right? It is, yeah, and the season coming up is going to help. A lot of people are prospecting now, buying players that they think are going to do well, and uh, I'm sure not all of them will, so those prices for some people will be pretty volatile over the next six months. But basketball, yeah, it's global, so that'll always be relatively hot. Do you do you think the, that it's cooling off, Jordan, because um, you know prospective collectors are now looking at the, you know, the, the unpredictability 
of current players, you know, whether they're getting in trouble off the field or their stats go down. I mean, I just think, and there's no reason to jump off his bandwagon, but everybody was sort of anointing Brock Purdy with this, you know, Tom Brady-esque uh, feeling. Now, he hasn't been the reason necessarily, but the Niners have now lost two straight football games. You know, so does Brock Purdy now cool off? Do you think that's the reason? Because they, it's just not a, a, you know, a big enough scientific sample with these guys. Yeah, with Purdy, that's a good example. I mean, I think he'll be relatively okay. I mean, I don't think he'll, like, drop completely. But, yeah, I mean, two losses in a row. I mean, he just set the bar so high that if, you know, people pay those prices, they expect that result every week. And then if it doesn't happen, they get worried. And then they sell, and then too many people sell, and then it goes down. And then it's just it's a whole roller coaster. Um uh- I think it's reflective of the immediate gratification society that we live in, right? It's week to week. Well, I I, want to to go hand in hand with what you're asking. And Derek, I want to, we're going to talk to you about it after, uh, later on in the show. But, you know, Jordan, does a lot of this have to do, like, for instance, the Brock Purdy card is a good example. Um, A people, I'm sure that the Brock Purdy card a month ago, went for more money than it's going for at this very snapshot in time. I use this word, Chrissy hates it, but the word influencer. Are people still listening to these influencers uh, on modern cards, or are people smartening up? Um, I mean, I see the videos all the time. I don't really see proof of people listening and buying the stuff i mean there are people that you know they know what they're getting themselves into and if they lose money fine but i mean the last year it's been a bunch of hot potato i mean the same cards keep selling over and over and people trade them at shows and then post them online and then it goes into another auction like modern stuff it's just you know there's one card that's out of 10 out of 20 out of 50 out of 100 101 it's the same image just a different color and it's just, I, I don't know. It's hot potato just seems to be the, the tagline that I would put for it. All right. I was just going to ask one more question, and both of you guys can chime in. I know we've got we to move ahead, but you know, well, I, I, ask, have an, ask I have an important question to ask, so I'd like to have the time to do that since I don't have a moment in the show. So <laughs> I've noticed in your last auction joint, okay, you had a lot, of, lot no. of great autographed jerseys. Um, both you guys comment on it. I'm just seeing in doing the show and in talking with people, um, are autographed items as opposed to just straight up cards, you know, whether it's, you know, from a given year or a given player, seems to me that autographed items, personalized items seem to be on the rise. Would you both agree with that? For vintage, at least. Yeah. I mean, modern, mm-hmm. there's, so much of it. I mean, yeah. players have these deals and they sign a million autographs. Right. But like point. before, like Babe Ruth, yeah, I mean, his value used to be 3000 bucks for an index card maybe a couple of years ago. Now it's like five or 6000 minimum if it's in decent shape. And um, yeah, those older guys that will never sign again, those go up more than the guys that are still around signing. Right. Derek? Maybe, son, I think, um, I'm not sure how he blanketed that. I don't think signatures are up overall i think type one photos that are signed are setting records yep i think rookie cards a clemente signed rookie card mantle signed cards we just crushed it with a client he had every mantle signed card possible maybe other than a couple oddball cards and we we hit it out of the park and because some of those based on card grade auto grade okay so even a five on say a 58 or a six on a 58 yeah. with a 10 signature, maybe pop one. And it's that registry and the pop report that drive these prices beyond belief. When a Burke Ross mantle that's signed sells for six figures. Okay. There's, there's no explaining that. Hold on, Derek, than- but is it that, that particular car that you're talking about, is there a difference if, Mantle signed that in no. 1985 in Shopee. No. Really? And, and, you know, you could make the argument that if they, it's the only one. So I don't care if he signed it in, okay. you know, crayon. I got you. Okay. It's authenticated. It's a pop one. It doesn't matter. Yes, there are people that prefer 
vintage signed rookie cards. You know, so if Koufax was a rookie and he signed it because he's signing signing a ton of them now, right? Through private signings with a sharpie. What I like for display purposes is a signature you can see from outer space. Generally, that's going to be a sharpie. There are people that think I'm crazy. Well, you know, maybe a couple, (laughs) but you know. I would say Jordan can speak to this where people love that period signed Willie Mays rookie card or a 52 Mays, 53 Mays signed with this signature. It doesn't even look like Willie Mays. Like some people would think it's bad yeah. because Willie's been signing the same way for the last 40, 50 years. And here's these early signatures that don't even look like it. It's pretty cool. And there would be a lot of competition for a period signed item. But when it comes to the pop report, and having the number one set, they don't give you bonus points. So people are taking, you know, if it's a one-on-one or a one-on-two, you're taking what you can get. Uh, Jordan, your website address? Lelands.com. Nice and easy. Very easy. Uh, make sure you tell half we're asking from. I just spoke to him, I think, yes, day before yesterday. Great guy. And uh, our good friend uh, Terry did a little work for you guys, right? Uh, Terry, he did, yes. Terry Amelia. Good guy. Good guy. All right, Jordan, we'll see you uh Next week, and uh, I'll bring you a sandwich. <laughs> oh, you're not going to be there. You're going to be in Toronto. He's not going to be there. So you have to take it to Toronto or ship it up there. <laughs> take care. <laughs> we'll see you. Take care. Stay Jordan. Uh, he's a good kid. He is a great Jordan kid. Gilroy from Leland's. 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 Leland's.com. Huh? All right. Listen, I'm going to ask you the question now, Mr. Grady. So well, I'm the only one left. So, yeah, I guess <laughs> right. you would have to go. All right. So yeah. I, I want to get back to my influencer uh, uh I'm going to combine the influencer question, and I've asked it over the last several weeks to our guests, the influencer question with the uh, manufactured rarities. I've done some digging, and I am convinced that there are so-called influencers out there that are getting huge numbers when it comes to views that are recommending cards and conceivably are on somebody else's payroll. Let me put it that way. Um, what are your thoughts on that, if I may ask? I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting it wait, very, very, like, wait, very wait a second. You mean like Congress is with uh, <laughs> exactly. lobbyists? Exactly. Wait, wait, you mean in capitalism this happens? Get out of here. Right. I mean, so... But, You're going to think an influencer is going to recommend... I think Joe Montana rookies in 10 and PSA 10 are undervalued. No kidding. They're going to have 20 of them in their back. You know, of course there's going to be something to be said for that, but you know what? A fool and their money are easily parted. And if you, you use your hard earned money and you listen to some guy that yaps um, on YouTube or on Instagram, you know, it's, it's so short term when they say this is undervalued, A, they probably already own a lot of them. B, people watch the game, see what's going on. They pretty much know what's undervalued. The problem right now, so I don't even know who's an influencer right now. There were more during the, way more during the, the pandemic, pandemic yeah, than there is now. Yeah. So you're going to have, you know, so I don't even know that that's relevant anymore. You know, I think people, they're too quick to crown the next Tom Brady which is insanity yeah. to compare Purdy right. who was, who hasn't lost right. a game where he played more than three quarters or whatever. Now he's just lost two. So that narrative stops. Mahomes is the only one who's been, so he's one, two lost one. Yeah. He's the only one with even a, a chance that's, that's playing. Right. Not, yep. not Josh Allen. Okay. Not um, Justin Herbert. And, nope. you know, me, you know, Burrow has been to one. We, everybody needs to settle down. Not every one of these cards. They're letting these RPA sell for six figures on these guys. Right. Yeah. Who is buying this? Josh Allen may never get to a Super Bowl. Um, Burrow may never go back again. Remember when Marino yeah. went to a Super Bowl in like his second year and everybody was like, oh, he's that's be right. Cool. And that was the end. Yeah. He was never to another one. Right. Good point. Okay, and, so Herber- Herbert, I mean, and, and Herbert, I mean, I'm not underrating the kid as a player. But his teams have done jack squad. He's just another. He's just another charger yeah, quarterback. Have. There was Dan Fouts, who was close yeah. but no cigar. Philip Rivers, close but no cigar. 
Justin yeah. Herbert, close but no cigar. Good point. I Very mean, that's what point. they are. So, and you still got Jalen Hurts too. Yeah, there's a lot. There's of a lot of great young quarterbacks. Tua, right. Tua looks yeah. good. Yeah, there's no Absolutely. Tom Brady. Yeah, the only other person somebody should even mention. If you're going to mention Tom Brady. Mahomes is down here, but yeah. Mahomes is in the Hall of Fame if he died tomorrow. And Mahomes has a Mahomes shot because yeah, he, he, he is with a Patriot like or like the, the Chiefs now are what the Patriots were set, yeah. seven, eight years ago. Mahomes is you a know? stud. The other guys, some of those guys, believe it or not, will never make a Super Bowl, may not even be in the playoffs that much. You're right. And people are buying their rookie cards. Yeah for six figures or have yep. bought them for six figures. And that's crazy. All right, listen, we're going to take a quick break. By the way, uh, later on in the show, towards the end of the show, I am a big follower. I, I don't comment on their, on, their, on their Facebook page, but I'm a big follower, follower of Tobacco Row. I think they're the most, most knowledgeable tobacco group on the internet. These guys are all experts. We're going to bring in one of the administrators, Chris Rinaldi, later on. Uh, Derek will be here to chat with him, too. And by the way, Chris has a phenomenal uh, private collection. That being said, hang in, and we will be right back. Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, Mile High. Go to milehighcardco.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information. This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game-used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com. 
And we are back on the Great American Collectibles Show. And if you want to have an absolute blast at obtaining some great modern and vintage cards, you've got to check out JRI Cards. Our paisan, Charlie, the Iron Ripper Perino, along with Money Marco, the Dollar Dollar Girls, and the JRI Gang, give you the chance to participate in opening a graded, unopened, and sealed fresh wax or cello pack of your favorite sport or non-sport favorite. It's easy. You buy in. Charlie opens the pack, and you get a pack fresh card. It's that simple. As a matter of fact, if you pull that special jewel, the guys at JRI Cards will even have it graded for you on the house. Featured in the LA Times, ESPN, and USA Radio, JRI is the hottest card pulling show on the internet. Charlie and his staff make it fun, entertaining, and enjoyable with his collection of hats and sound effects. And don't forget that JRI donates a part of their proceeds to various charities. That's JRI Cards. Check out their exclusive breaks and events that everyone is talking about. They're always digging up cardboard treasures. For a great hobby experience, go to JRICards.com. You know, interesting, um, Rico and Elsie are going to be on the East Coast with Ellen and I this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to be like a mile from us. So we're going to do several shows from Charlie, uh, Charlie's studio. Oh, nice. Yeah, it'll be fun. You're going to be here by yourself. Rico and I be broadcasting together this year. Okay. So Rico and Chrissy is very happy because Rico doesn't know how to turn on a freaking computer. Um, but <laughs> it's, it's all good now. Okay, welcome to another Gax Moment. Brought to you each week by our good friend Paul Borges and PB Collectibles, your neighborhood card shop. Go to pbcollectibles.com to find that special card or piece of memorabilia. This week, I want to talk about collections and types of card collections. There are many different collections that a collector can go in, 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 many different directions that a collector can go in when he is working on a particular collection. Some of these guys love their favorite player. Some love their favorite team. Some want to just collect Hall of Famers. Uh, Some want to collect backs of tobacco cards. There's a million different ways you can go. Some collect their favorite players, as I mentioned, but these, uh, these players are a little eclectic. The cards are a little eclectic. Here are a few examples. For instance... The famous Billy Ripken card. Look close enough, and you're going to see why it's a bit different. The 1986 Fleer Mickey Hatcher. Another kind of a cool card. You know, they must have been trying to tell him something about his fielding. Number three, the 1984 Fleer J. Johnstone. Now, J. Johnstone was a very, very, very funny guy. Had a great sense of humor. Um, obviously, he had uh, something to do with him being opposed to rain delays. Number four, Glenn Hubbard uh, with his pet boa constrictor. Legitimate cards. Number five, the chicken man, Wade Boggs, with, what else? On his right shoulder, some fried chicken. Number six, the Royals' Chris Gwynn with his baseball bat. Number seven, Keith Comstock. Uh, Keith Comstock, if you could look closely, just before they carried him off the field. And finally, the 1952 famous Gus Zerniel. Now this card immortalized him, hitting six home runs in three successive games, and that was the 1952 card that a lot of people uh, love and have been uh, seeking. Point being is this. In any event, collect what you like. doesn't matter how off the rails you are, as long as you're enjoying what you collect, whether it be crazy cards like I just showed you, and there are millions of them out there, or your favorite Hall of Famers, Enjoy what you're doing. And that's another Gax moment. Okay, let's get back to our friend, Mr. Derek Grady. Derek, uh, your, showca- your, your showcase auction ends on October 28th. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because you've got some amazing stuff in it. Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of our off-catalog auction 
uh, in between catalogs. And there, there's always some good stuff in there from, you know, some lower grade 52 mantles or, you know, signed 16 by 20s of Jordan sets, shoebox collections. It's just auctions typically do between one and $2 million. And then, you know, our big event coming up is, which should launch literally any day as our end of the year, November, uh, card and memorabilia catalog, which we have, you know, a plethora, you know, we have a Kofax, 1958 Kofax photo match Jersey, a 1970 Ernie Banks flannel graded a 10, you know, a Bill Russell championship ring from 1969 that was originally sold as part of the Bill Russell auction. And they sold two championship rings. So we just got one of them for auction. And then you're, you know, just a ton of PSA graded cards, whether it's a 49 Bowman Jackie and a nine or 52 Mantles or Gaudis or tobacco cards. We've, you know, there's a bat off, I believe, uh, Ty Cobb and an eight. Might be bat on, bat on, bat off. Uh, either or, it's an eight. It's a couple hundred thousand dollar estimate. There's just a lot of great stuff sets, registry sets, photo match jerseys, LeBron and Kobe. Um, a lot of stuff in that auction. It's going to be our big end of the year auction. And then we roll right into January and February and, you know, it just doesn't stop. What's your, what, what are you seeing for 2024, Derek? Any trends you think are, are going to happen that year that hasn't happened yet? Players or types of cards, types of items. One, yeah. A type one photo auction. And it blew away our expectations where you have sports collectors buying historical photos uh whether it could be marilyn monroe or the jaws of death went for close to a hundred thousand bucks or it did go for a hundred thousand bucks a type one photo of the jaws of death when they're crashing the beaches at normandy and the i saw that i'll you, tell you what it, what incredible. a beautiful piece of photography man yeah and, oh. and that stuff in a regular auction you know in a regular photo auction by one of the major auction companies that don't do sports those photos don't go anywhere near that extended bid works. People move their money around. It ends at night, not during the day. And sports collectors are buying this type of stuff. Um, you know, I took history and political science and business in college. And I'm, I mean, I wish I would have known I could get a great picture of Kennedy or get a great picture of, you know, Dr. King. You know, we had a picture of Dr. King in there that, I mean, obviously, you know, unfortunately it was his assassination, but it's an iconic photo. Sure. And those iconic photos, I think, are going to continue to bring new people into the hobby and keep going up. And as far as sports, you know, I think the blue chip memorabilia, the gorgeous Bay Ruth sign balls, the photo match jerseys, the best of the best, you know, grading is tight you know, tighter than it used to be. Let's just say that. So yep. to get a nine on a Jackie Robinson rookie, I, I don't know that they're going to be giving out many more nines. Uh, to get a, you know, an eight on a 52 mantle, those type investment quality pieces, you know, um, I think they keep going up. I think the blue chip is here to here to stay. I want to get both you guys' uh, thoughts on this. Do you guys think that, and it's strictly opinion, that um, a lot of people who are sports fans, sports collectible fans, potential customers are for you, Derek, especially maybe the vintage guys, the older set, um, are also history fans, non-sports history fans. I am. I'm a history buff, and I think it's related to my also love of, of sports from the past. What do you guys think about it? And do you see any of that, Derek, in terms of your clients? 100%. I mean, I look at it and go, one of my favorite American of all time is George Washington. Sticking his finger up at the king, you know, King George and saying, you know, leading a group of rebels. And I think about the memorabilia I have that is worth more than a George Washington signature. And I'm in shock that I don't have a George Washington signature. You know something, man? Right? You are hitting it right on the head, Derek, because I'm obviously... I mean, Ah, go ahead. Tom, I'm sorry. You just have to get inside my brain and just get me to talk, and you will be wiser. Okay. <laughs> I, I love. I, I, that's impossible. We have. We literally like. I couldn't own a Marilyn Monroe signed photo. I couldn't own a JFK sign. Of course, I could. These are. This is iconic. The George Washington signature should be selling in the twenty thousand dollar range is insanity. Now I'm not talking about a handwritten letter. I'm just talking a signature. Okay. There are people that own way more expensive Bay Ruth or Lou Gehrig signatures or Joe Jackson signatures than the father of the country. Okay. And he's, he's pretty rare too. Lincoln signed a lot of legal briefs 
and his signature's out there. But again, one of the greatest presidents, I don't have a Lincoln signature, but I have 30 Clemente signatures. I've got a Lou Gehrig signature. I got Ty Cobb. And, and again, Lincoln, you know, you can get him 10 grand or under, you know, and some are more, but Ben Franklin, I mean, if you started seeing more of these, I think to Mallory's point in sports auctions, like heritage, you would start to see just like those photos. Okay. You will start to see people wanting to collect those because I'll be honest with you. If I'm in somebody's house and I've seen a thousand Babers signatures and I've seen a thousand of this and a thousand of that, and they have an insane George Washington signed piece. I'm going to gravitate towards that. You're dead right. So I, You're dead on. Your question was a great question. I'm a, I'm a John Adams guy. I yeah. love John Adams. Always, sure. I always love John Adams. And I see his signatures. And, I mean, you can pick They're affordable. Let's put it that way. Right. They're Very affo- affordable. And, and yeah. the thing, nice signature, too. Yeah. And I think, uh, Derek, I, I kind of agree with you that and with you because the way you asked the question. If you're a vintage collector, if you're a pre-war collector, I think, if you, if you collect T206s, if you collect Gaudis, you're going to have an affinity for history. I mean, that just it's I, I agree goes yeah. hand in hand. Yeah, and I think I think Derek, I think you you may be onto something that these collectors would start to gravitate towards those historical documents. I'm, honestly, most sports fans I know, and I think you do have to not a, not like not young kids that are just doing Mahomes and yeah, and yeah. all these current. I'm talking about like you guys are right in the '50s, whatever. So, most of my friends who are big time sports fans, they also are history buffs because I think sports is history. Absolutely. And and oftentimes, sports makes history, social history, right? So, hey, yeah, yeah, it is. And I think, well, keep in mind, because we do have an entertainment department and a historical department, we are seeing crossover. Yeah. Okay. And it does happen. And I can't even buy, like, I've tried to buy my big Led Zeppelin guy. I love old rock posters. I look at where the prices have gotten to on that stuff. And it is, they're, it's insane what some of the, the prices are going for on rock and roll. I think I've talked to Reznikov and he, you know, said there's an uptick in presidential signatures, but it's nowhere near the explosiveness of sports. Right. And it actually shocks me that sports signatures can go absolutely crazy and presidential signatures. And again, not what people don't understand is no, a, you know, Abe Lincoln is not rare. He signed a lot of legal briefs. He signed a lot of, and every time he got land up until maybe Johnson or somebody, the president would always sign those land deeds. So, you know, and I don't, might be up to Johnson. I'm not sure, but you know, they're just, they're not rare, but they're super cool. Some of those documents are just super cool with the seals on them and they're really affordable. I actually think it's a good investment to be, to be quite honest with you. I think it's I'm bullish on that stuff, and uh, I probably shouldn't say anything because I would like like to get some of that stuff before it goes uh, any higher. I have a friend uh, who's a history former history teacher, and he's his he's zeroed in on <clears throat> one particular historic collection, like I did with T two O sixes way back. Yeah, Abraham mm-hmm. Lincoln stuff, assassination Abraham Lincoln stuff. So he's got. He's got signed, he's got a letter from, obviously letters from, from uh, uh, Lincoln, but he has a letter from uh, John Wilkes Booth. Mm. He's got a letter from uh, Mudd, uh, the, the doctor, Dr. Mudd. Yep. You know, he's got, his collection is phenomenal. Yeah. It all has to do with the assassination. Yeah. I want to ask you a question though, Derek. Um, mm-hmm. Can we talk about uh, your recent find? I don't, don't, don't even call it a find, but you just picked up some consignments and you sent me some uh, images this morning that like blew me away. Can we talk about that yet? Some of the stuff. Yeah, why not? Okay. We, sh- we shared it on social media. I mean, and by the way, what have I told you that I can't talk about? I pretty much talk about anything. Yeah, that's so. a good point. That's a very <laughs> good what's point. Been, what, what limit have we crossed here? So go ahead. <laughs> well, t- tell us up? tell us about uh, the, some of the pickups you made this morning. So, I mean, not this morning, but uh, recently. Like the- This morning I picked up some snack and bake <laughs> and a nice tea at Dunkin' Donuts. What about um, the, uh, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Do I have to bring it? What are you, you going to have for lunch? <laughs> so, you know, probably, I'll, I'll probably get a, like a, there's this place. You're both morons. You're both Nice seriously. apple salad. Nice, nice apple salad. That's the way you chicken, should. The midday meal should be, really, yeah. They say you're, like, you're both total, right. you're both total morons. Do you, yeah, do, you, so do you snack a the, lot? The, what kind of stuff do you usually Palm, snack Palm, on? Just follow Heritage Sports on Instagram trend. and Facebook and you'll see all this stuff. Right. 
Okay, See, A, you should tough, already be right. doing that. Right. If you're not yeah, didn't you me. This pick, stuff just should be done before the show. But you picked right? up. Yeah. <laughs> you picked so up. I picked up some incredible stuff, and I'm going to talk, talk to you about it. So there's a collection I've been, you know, talking to the family for, you know, months, and I was able to go visit them, and much to my surprise, and even to some of their surprise, with some of the stuff that was put away by somebody that's passed on, was some incredible wax boxes rack packs cello packs you know 65 and 66 wax boxes wow. 63 mm. clear football box which you know the steve hart the wax authenticator the sure. one that everybody trusts in the hobby you know and a good friend of mine you know he was like man that is rare and that's rare i'm sending him pictures and he's you know couldn't believe it 68 cellos i didn't know there were four, uh, 48 68 cellos to a box i've got 30 so the the collector must have opened some kept the rest but um there's one with siever on the top there's, it's just really cool when you find old wax. And when you talk about blue chip investments, wax has only gone up since I've been in the hobby. And if there's, if anything, it it might flatline for like a little bit, but it's always up, 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 up. I mean, because people break these packs, whether it's Layton or Charlie or, you know, other companies, they break them, the wax packs. You're going to find less and less of these out there. So a 65 box you know, a 66 tops baseball box. This is crazy stuff. Even the 72 racks, you just don't see this stuff all the time. People love to open them or just keep them for investment. So I was thrilled. I got amazing cards also. You know, a 53 Maze and Ada, you know, 52 Jackie and a 7 and a ton of great raw stuff. And, you know, but the wax box is really, um, I'm struck every time. You know, I get the pickup and somebody's like, hey, what do you think this is worth? And they pull out some vintage unopened wax. I mean, it is I still get excited for everything I see. You know, obviously a millionaire having millions of dollars of PSA graded cards or SGC graded cards. That's not shocking. Or, you know, some people having uniforms are, are really cool to find. Um, get excited for it all, to be honest. But when I when I see wa unopened wax. From the seventies and back, it's it's just really cool because you don't see it that often. Let me ask you this: Do guys like Layton or Charlie? Do they bid on the wax stuff that you have, or do they? You know, where do they find their stuff? Do they buy a you lot know, of? Auction? I don't look up. Yeah, I don't look up. You know, the bidders during an auction. It's you know too many security things to go through to do that. I have no no interest. You know, we get a lot of a lot of bidders from all genres. So, but I can assure you that those, you know, Layton especially has done business with us. I don't know about Charlie, but I think, you know, you're not going to pay retail either. Um, you know, it doesn't make sense for Layton to pay retail and then break it. I mean, I'm sure if, we're, if our items didn't set records and would fall through the cracks, people were going to be there to buy it. Um, but wax really doesn't fall through the cracks in our auctions. So I'm guessing now, there's dealers that have buy prices out there or you can, you know, I'm sure they call and get it wholesale from somebody or maybe they reach out to a collector they've sold stuff to before, offer them a fair profit and the guy sells it to them because it is not easy. I mean, believe me, I got a text from Leighton as soon as that went up on social media, Leighton said, wow, awesome pickup, you know, so I do get it when there's comments on. So when we take something in, people will be like, you know, holy you know, whatever, it's still out there. There's still stuff out there. They, And I think that's part of the reason we love to put it out there um, on social media. I even like to see it, even if it's a competitor, to know the stuff's still out there. That's your great hope that as hard as we work, we get to find some really cool stuff. And we share it immediately, even before it's an auction, because the hobby gets really excited about that stuff. And it's a fun hobby. And I think people just love to know that it's it's not a fairy tale. It's still out there. That literally just got picked up on Friday. Very cool. And Saturday, yeah. We are chatting with our good friend Derek Grady from Heritage Auctions. Derek, I'm kind of really excited, believe it or not, to see you in a couple of weeks. I'm bringing my grandson, who is um, he's, he's 10, and he's into this modern, ultra-modern stuff. Well, what, what else is he going to be? But he listens to these yeah. guys. Yeah, but he's got, he's got you to temper it. He does. You, you're, yeah. the, you should be his Beat influence. him some vintage cards and let him yeah. buy some modern uh, cards. He's going right. to. He's going to. All right, we're going to take a break. When we yep. come back, Chris Rinaldi from Tobacco Row is going to join us. Great Facebook group. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Pristine Auction is a family-owned and operated online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, 
sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalli and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International, traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate. Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. If you're a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions. The original sports auction and appraisal house, Leland's was established in 1985 by legendary pioneer founder Joshua Leland Evans. And today, President Mike Hefner carries on their tradition. From the Tom Brady card and memorabilia collection, to the famed Boston Garden auction, to high-end card auctions from every major sport. Leland's has always maintained the highest standards. Go to Leland's.com and get your bid in. That's Leland's, the hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades. It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field, and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer, because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts, capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners. It requires the most visited website in the industry, courting a global audience of collectors over a million and a half strong. It requires a dedicated press department that expands our global reach far beyond the entrenched hobby marketplace. It's hard work, but a simple premise. Present the finest collectibles to the largest population of potential buyers, and world records will come. We invite all listeners to put the unmatched power of Heritage Auctions to work for you. Auction evaluations are always free, and our commission-based fee structure ensures that our interests are always aligned. The highest possible price for your collectibles. There will always be new world records to chase, so let's chase them together. Visit our website at ha.com and request your no-obligation review today. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions, here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. Are you a collector looking for that rare trading card or autograph ball or photo? If so, then PB Collectibles in Newport is the place for you. PB Collectibles has graded cards, raw cards, complete sets, and wax boxes of the stars of the future, today, and from the past. We also offer a large selection of both vintage and modern cards. So whether you're looking to add to your collection or sell it, 
Visit us at PB Collectibles, 269 Spring Street in Newport, located across from St. Mary's Church. We are your neighborhood card shop and much more. Hey, I'm Mike Petroselli. If your company is looking for the best in marketing and promotional items, you'll hit a home run with Petroselli Marketing. With over 8,000 suppliers and 650,000 imprint-ready items, we can get your company the visibility it needs to get your maximum exposure. Whether it be office promotions, wearables, automotive, sports items, and everything in between, Petroselli Marketing can do it all. Our design staff will even work with you from concept to delivery and customize your products. At Petroselli Marketing Group, we will get your brand in front of your audience. Contact us at info at PetroselliMKT.com or call us at 603-880-3202. That's Petroselli Marketing, where no dream is impossible. So how does your company or organization do promotions? Imprinted Products keeps your brand in front of your customers more than any other form of advertising. For the best on-time service and new ideas for your next project, give Petroselli Marketing Group a call at 800 800- 264-4294 or email us at mp at petrocellimkt.com. Okay, we are back and obviously we're having some video problems with Chris Rinaldi. Chris, are you there? Uh, yes, I should be here. Sorry, Tom. That's not a problem. We can, uh, we can chat like you're on the telephone. How's that? Hey, that, that could work. I feel a little dumb. My, my apologies. Not a problem. Uh, Chris, I don't know if you know uh, Derek. Derek Grady from Heritage Auctions. Uh, say hi to Derek. Derek's with us. Derek, good morning. Hey, nice Chris. Doing, how nice are you doing? I'm doing fabulous. Uh, a little hey. uncomfortable that I... Not, I'm, uh, not, not tech a problem. problem at the moment. Well, I look better when the camera's not on, so, I mean, <laughs> I, you know. Yeah, really. <laughs> hey, Chris, um, the reason I asked you to come on is uh, I have a, a, a real affinity for the to- uh, Tobacco Row Group, uh, in my opinion, uh, as an old T206 collector. Um, I think, without a doubt, that the guys in that group are the most knowledgeable uh, when it comes to tobacco cards on the internet. I mean, it's just one expert after another. I love uh, reading, just reading the comments that go back and forth between you guys on talking about players, talking about cards, talking about backs. I mean, there's really nothing you don't know. Now, you're one of the administrators. Can you give us a little background on the group? Um, sure. We, we started uh, up in, in late 2016. Um, my entry into it was uh, through a, a fellow admin who works as an administrator with me on a, on a post-war sort of all-inclusive group. And uh, he knew that I was a T206 collector and brought me in as admin. And um, in 2017, um, I was sort of the first registered, um, and I, I like to say it at that point because we've gone way past it now, um, registered person with the complete 520. Um, what we had done in our group is we use our pin post as sort of a, uh, uh, a, uh, uh, can't think of the word now, a place to tell everybody, you know, if, where you're at in, in the monster. Um, and so since then in 2017, I think we have about 65, 70 complete sets. Um, within that, I think there's probably 20 guys that have the McGee error, um, narrowing down from that. I think there's four or five guys that have the plank. Um, so yeah, to, to continue your, your comment on, on knowledge within the group, uh, just myself, uh, you know, being in there early on in the early days, uh, you know, to now, uh, the amount of knowledge, uh, that the group carries, um, you hit it nail on the head. Uh, you, there's really not a question you can't ask that somebody's not going to pull up a spreadsheet, give you a percentage, or that card is not going to have that front back combo, um, even following trends, like you said, you love to read the post and as well as I do, um, you see where things are changing and to go to where Derek was talking about, and you guys were talking about with George Washington and, and history, um, the group shows it, you know, um, as things have, have gone up in the market and, you know, some collectors slow down, uh, you'll find the group looking at other things out there. Um, outside of tobacco, a lot of the early Carmel cards are now moving up um, because certain things have you know gone out of people's price point. Um, and, and all of that information is shared and everybody's collecting goals are worked on together. 
A um, lot of posts of guys, you know, thanking other collectors for working with them on purchases where they they're working on, you know, high grade registry sets or, you know, rare type collections. And, you know, not many cards are found out in the market and guys will hunt for other guys, um, helping them find things um, very family oriented. And I think we've kept it that way um, with limiting access and, and keeping members close. And, you know, it's a vouch system to to get in. Um, and so, you know, we, we, we take pride in, in who we allow to come into the group, um, and, and, you know, keep a close knit family with how information shared, um, you know, cause you just don't want to invite anybody in and, and have people sort of cherry pick information sure. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, um, you know, and then buy everything up. Um, I think we, we try to keep it as family and, and as a collector group, um, as best as possible, um, and so that's sort of the uh, the crux how of the group it. Yeah. is. Derek, I, I want to say, Derek, I'll, I'll guarantee you that a lot of the cards uh, that a lot of these guys have uh, were probably bought on on, a, on one of your auctions uh, during one of your auctions over the years. Derek, your thoughts on uh, you know the whole uh, what, what you've just heard from Chris relative to uh, those tobacco cards? I think. I keep in mind I'm a collector by heart, and so I can't find something I don't like, unfortunately. And as a professional card grader, and I train, you know, and I've always I grew up on cards because I see cards in my sleep. You know, I kind of transition to memorabilia, game worn jerseys, and really a piece of the game. But I will tell you, as an investment, had I bought Ty Cobb's. Um, Christy Matthewson's, Walter Johnson's, whether it was Planks, Maggie, it doesn't even matter. Just tobacco cards in grades one to eight, whatever you can afford. Over a 20-year period, I can't even tell you how exponentially that has gone up. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, if I bought every red, just pick a red cob. Just bought every red cob I ever saw for 20 years at a reasonable price, didn't overpay, didn't pay retail, but just got deals or bought sets in low grade. Look at what these sets are going for. Look at what these cards are going for. It is a blue chip investment. I have never seen the market really, when people say it's soft or it's softened, that means it was this, it would just kept going like this. So it leveled off and maybe came back down a little bit. But overall, I can't think of a better blue chip investment than T206s pre-war cards in general, but T206s even over Gaudis. I think it's it's a phenomenal set. It's been called the the monster. I've almost started one 10 different times in my life and never thought I'm passionate enough to go build it a card at a time. But you could do that at almost every show. Somebody always has T206s in some grade, graded or raw, and you can, I just think it's such a great set. Hey, Chris, just, uh, we have about, a, uh, with you, we have about, a, you can stick around to the end. But real quickly, uh, make sure the guys in, uh, you know, it's a little inside info. Make sure the guys in Tobacco Row pay attention to future heritage auctions. auctions. My gut says they do, and they pay attention to every auction. They pay well, book. Uh, I pages can... marked on eBay. They these guys that are true collectors like this, they know what where everything's going. There's on. some there's right. some stuff coming down the road with, with heritage relative to T two O six cards uh, in the future. Chris, real quickly, you're on the set registry, right? Um, I, I've set registry, but I'm not a hundred percent on PSA. So okay, I, I yeah, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Good. I, I'm a yeah. big advocate of buy the card, not the holder. And, and as you've seen different grades, you've seen fives that aren't created equal fours, threes, twos. There's probably some twos you prefer over fives. And, and But based on eye appeal or centering, and that's a true collector. And I feel like most of the tobacco guys, that is the, yeah, they are. You know, a lot of them are. the heartbeat of the hobby. And they, they love eye appeal. They, you know, they, they can admire a one just as much as they can an eight, you know, based Absolutely. on... Right. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, to continue your Red Cobb comment, and, and with that, as far as investments, Cobb, I had picked up a raw eBay somewhere 2005 to 2008. 
uh, paid about three eighty for it. It's an old mill back. It had a staple holes, staple of the wall, beautiful corners, beautiful red color. Um, you know, graded at PSA one with an old mill back um, because of the puncture holes. Right now, you're looking what uh, Cobb Reds one go for. Again, all ones are not created equal. That 380 plus grading fees, you know, is now a 28 to 3500 dollar card. So yeah, you it's look crazy. four or five times your initial investment. That's that's amazing. Yeah. All right, Chris, we're, we're about out of time with you. Uh, too bad we didn't get to see you, but at least we got yeah. to hear you. Um, thank you for having me on. Hopefully, another day I will have my zoom fixed uh my apologies to everybody for not seeing this lovely face my wife had cut my hair <laughs> just for it and i wore my roy hobbs uh lumber company t-shirt oh, just to uh, you know make sure that we were supporting um old school baseball um thank well, you, you again. very well very well spoken so and by the way the guys in tobacco row that are watching this show uh when it is Blame Chris, not us. We had nothing to do with the camera. <laughs> you represented fault. a while. <laughs> All right, Chris. Uh, we'll talk to you down the road. Have a fabulous day. Take Thanks, care. Chris. Chris Rinaldi from Tobacco Row. We got it. Uh, we have one more minute. No, we don't. Because <laughs> she says, says we don't have one more minute. How do we not have you a see minute? the big clock up there? I do. I do. So, I never pay attention. All right, listen. Why is there uh, a time limit? Mr. <laughs> Mr. Derek Grady, we will see you in uh, week, about a week and a half uh, in Wilmington. In Boston. Looking forward to it. And remember, HA.com? HA.com. Go to sports. Yep. Good to uh, talk to you, Derek. There's some great stuff coming down the road. Good talking Derek, to you, John. With that being said, say hi to everyone back at the ranch. And to our viewers and listeners, thank you so much. All of you for your support. Happy collecting. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.